0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Word of Freedom podcast. My name is Chris Morendish. I'm here with my beautiful, amazing wife, Mary.
1: (laughs) Hello everyone.
0: (laughs) She loves it when I do that. (laughs) You know, last time we left off, um, Mary, you were talking about, uh, you started talking about Ephesians 6 and the full armor of God and... I kind of made this announcement that we're going into this deep dive, which kind of took you aback a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. So, we are right now as we're recording this, um it's actually Christmas Eve, yeah, uh, 2022. Uh, I mean, historically who knows when people are actually going to listen to this, but I know it won't be Christmas Day because it won't be posted by then. But what the day that we're recording this, we it- just got <laughs> done having our personal Christmas amazing uh rib roast dinner, right? We had an amazing rib roast, which we did not get on sale. We got it at Costco. It wasn't real this one wasn't oh, on sale.
1: Okay, I hear what you're saying. Yes.
0: But anyways, what it what it lead what I'm what are you getting at, Chris? You're talking about food. This is supposed to be about the Bible. I'm talking about there is meat, ladies and gentlemen, in the Bible that you need to chew on. And every now and then you come across a section of scripture for us, for me. That is like a bone that you just want to gnaw on and gnaw <laughs> on. And th- we just had this amazing rib roast. And later on, I'm going to gnaw on one of them bones. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was the concept and the reality and the, the revelation that, oh, my gosh, I am no longer a sinner saved by grace. I'm a saint who was a sinner, who has been saved by grace and now has been given the Holy Spirit to walk a holy and God-fearing life, free from sin.
1: Yes, that's possible. Right?
0: Yes. Well, John the Baptist said, behold the Lamb of God, when he's talking about Jesus, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, not just atones for them, but he takes them away. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation we're not going to get into right now. But Mary has this revelation and I actually, I think you started sharing on this, um, a few episodes ago when you were talking about the, um, revelatory vision of God giving that God gave you of who you are. Right. Yeah. And you were in this amazing bright armor and you had this huge sword.
1: Oh, that was just recent. That yeah. Vision. It was just a little yeah, while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you share that real quick? um i was sitting at church and everybody was going up for prayer and um you were up there praying for people and all of a sudden i felt i just seen this i thought it was an angel at first and a big big sword in hand i mean the sword was so big that the tip of it was going through the floor and Like I said, I thought it was an angel and all of a sudden it was like, no, that's you. Yeah. That's me.
0: Yeah. And you said the sword was so huge. You had like your, your, your hand up by your shoulder. Yes. And the sword was like from your hand all the way down and piercing the ground. right?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, to it, it just kind of like took me aback and then I went up and received prayer from Ryan and he just helped. Help me pray it and seal it and thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, he even shared how his wife too had a vision of her the same way. Really? Yeah.
0: I did see that's something that's a new, same thing. You've never told me that part before.
1: Oh well, he yeah he was sharing with me that his wife had the same vision. God was showing her, you know, and what I don't know what how God was explaining it to her, but I do know that in explaining it to me, it was. His word is the sword.
0: It is. It's amazing.
1: Because he, he is the word. Yeah. He spoke it. You know, in Revelation, it says he has a tongue. Double-edged sword sword. coming forth from his mouth. Right. That's his word.
0: Yes. And it says in Hebrews um, 4.12, I believe it is, uh, that the word is alive and active like a double-edged sword.
1: Yeah. Sharper than a double-edged sword. Sharper
0: than a double-edged sword, excuse me, yes.
1: Able to divide spirit from soul.
0: Joint from marrow.
1: And decipher the thoughts and attitudes of our heart. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Amen. The hearts of men. Our heart is the first one that we need to have deciphered.
1: Right. I remember um, years ago when I was first learning his word, when I asked God about the armor, his armor, and I was like, I don't know, as I got into it, I don't even know how to explain it, but as he was teaching me, I would ask him questions and I would go through little by little, a scripture by scripture, you know, and I start in I'm gonna start in Ephesians six ten. Is that all right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might.
0: Yeah, in mine I wrote in there start here.
1: Yeah, right on. You know. Yeah. We be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Yeah. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So I'm like, okay, Lord, what let me hear what your armor is. What, you know, put on the whole armor of God be okay. strong in the Lord
0: So right away I mean that whole concept of put on the whole armor of God so it's not our armor Right It's not stuff that we have to get prepared for by our own strength by right. our own doing it's not like you know you're going to go put on your your army helmet and in your army boots and it's the armor of God Right Right and it's in his power and in his might
1: Right and what is the armor of God? What, or well, let me ask you this, who?
0: Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's the question. Yeah. Who?
1: Who is the armor of God?
0: Without us sounding like owls, who is the armor of God?
1: Jesus is the armor of God. The Holy Spirit is the armor of God. Every piece of our armor you can find in Scripture is who Jesus is?
0: Okay, so let's let's walk through a couple of those. Let's okay. not just let's not just make this make bold, bold statement. statement. Right? <laughs> wow, we did not rehearse that. <laughs> this is what true love is. It is not just finishing each other's sentences; it's saying them at the same time. <laughs> okay, so let's um, let's go through the armor, and then let's come back, and we'll we'll start going after this piece by piece because okay. this is obviously going to be something we can't nutshell in one episode. So go ahead and.
1: Okay so in verse 12 for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places that's what we wrestle against <laughs>
0: yeah and it's it's not against our neighbors it's not against you know it's it's not against a person no right it's against these spiritual entities, these spiritual powers. Okay, so before we really dive deep into that, because I'd really like to take a look at that, let's go ahead and go all the way through the armor.
1: Okay. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Then he goes on to say, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And that's Amen. up to, to 20. One yeah. of the things, you know, I remember hearing about this is is I heard somebody say, one of the reasons that Paul goes on about the armor is because he is in chains. And what does he see every day? Yeah.
0: The Roman military man, he, not yeah, the, a centurion, but he's seeing the Roman soldiers um, that are surrounding him, that are guarding them in the prison,
1: right? That are dressed in armor such as this. Yeah. Yeah. They have their their breastplate, their waist, their feet shotted. Uh-huh. They have a shield. They yep. have a helmet and they have their sword. Yep. So I was talking to God and I'm like, so what did Paul mean by each and every piece of these? You know, and I really felt like he said, you are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is your armor. You know, we are told to stand upon the rock. The rock is jesus christ
0: yeah there's a lot of uh metaphors and 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 things like that where we see jesus you know, in the the shadow of the old testament mm-hmm. right we say that the old testament is a shadow of of the new right right and that the new is a fulfillment of the old testament but we know that jesus is our rock upon this rock this revelation of who i am right. i will build my church Jesus is the living water that came forward from the rock. He's the bread of life. And in this case, he is the armor of God.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And armor in this case is almost 100% defensive, right? Yeah. There are some things like with the shield, but every piece of the armor is um, defensive. It is to help protect the wearer, right? Yep. And in in some cases, like the shodding of the feet, it is to help move them forward in battle. Right, and all of these things accumulate and come together to show us bits and pieces more and more of who Jesus Christ is for us. Yeah, but uh, let's start. Let's start all the way back in ten. Okay, right, Ephesians six ten, and finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now we just got done a little while ago with now faith is mm-hmm. right. Yes. And our faith is what makes us strong in God mm-hmm. by the believing that God is and that he will do as he says he does. Not because we prayed the right prayer, not because we quoted the right verse, but because we believe that he is who he says he is and he does what he says he does.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: He's the author and the Finisher of our faith, mm-hmm. so we need to be strong in the Lord, strong in our faith, yeah, and in the power of His
1: might. Yes, that that that's kind of a big one right there. In the power of His might, because I've I've heard before where we put on the armor, and this is our strength, our our battle. We're going to do this. We're, well,
0: I've never heard that.
1: Oh, I have heard it. Okay. And I remember going, but God, you say, be strong in in the Lord and in the power of his might.
0: Yeah. Not in our own strength. Not in our own. Not by will, not by might, but by the power of the, Lord. Spirit. the, spirit. the spirit, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might.
0: So when God tells us things like this in the Bible- We need to, okay. We could sit here and just take Ephesians, verse or chapter six, verse 10. I just heard this thing, this this saying that um, Dr. Frank Turk from Cross Examined said. He boldly said this, and I'm like, wait, what? No, no. But then it sunk in. He said, okay, so we're going to read Ephesians six, verse 10. He goes, you know, there's no verses in the Bible, right? (laughs) Right. And I went, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) There's verses all over the Bible, dude. I'm like, is this whole thing? And he goes, there's no verses in the Bible, just like there's no chapters. And I went, oh, got it. Verses and chapters were added, and he said literally like 500 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Only 500 years ago.
0: Yeah. So how much has Christianity changed in the last 500 years is scary. But we'll take verse 10, finally. So Paul's been building up and building up and building up. And now he's saying, listen, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. For what reason? If all scripture is God-breathed. So if all scripture, like we were just talking about, is given by the inspiration of God, the Holy Spirit, and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction and instruction in righteousness that as we as scripture says that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work finally my brethren be strong in the Lord in his word and in who he is in the power of his might yes because all scriptures God breathed Right, all scripture is given by God. Right, put it on. Right, get in it. Get in Him. It says in First John I think is, um, we are hidden in Christ. Yep, and the enemy can't touch us. Right, right. The enemy's gonna come at us, but if we're hidden in Christ, we're hidden in His armor. Yeah, He's got to really come at us, but the armor of God protects us.
1: Amen. Amen. And Because the armor of God is Christ. It is. It is who he is. It's who we are in him. As you said, he is in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're seated with him in the heavenly realms or in the heavenly realm. Amen. So as we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might you know um when i look it up in strongs there's a it says strengthen increase in strength make strong and do with strength you know um the other there is a part of it there that says to empower enable increase in strength to be made strong and i come down here and in the part where it jumps to the scripture index the Thayer's yeah. greek lexicon yeah And I look it up, and it says, "In union with the Lord." In union with the Lord. In union with the Lord. And
0: what? Okay, so what word is it exactly that you're looking at here?
1: I'm looking at strong.
0: Oh, be strong. Be
1: strong in the Lord.
0: Be at. Be in union with the Lord.
1: Yeah, it's endunamo
0: do yeah and that's it, be strong right be
1: strong strengthen increase in strength <laughs> enable to us see be made strong and then I go down here to strong's definition and do namo to empower enable increase in strength be make strong and then I jump down to the Thayer's Le- Greek lexicon section and I look up Ephesians 610 and in it it says in union with the lord ephesians 6:10 so that be strong in the lord is to be in union with the lord yeah
0: wow so finally my brethren be in union with the lord and in the power, power. of his might
1: yes in the power of his might and in strongs that's iskus and it uh, translates in the, se- in the following manner, strength, power, might, ability, mightily, with, and mm-hmm. mighty. Ability, force, strength, might. Um, and when I jump down to its section under the Thayer's Greek lexicon, it says power over external things afforded by strength, Ephesians 119, Ephesians 6, 10. And here, lift up your eyes on high, Isaiah 40, 26. And behold, who hath created these things that bring out their host by number. He called them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one fail.
0: And that's, so that's the Greek. Equivalent in Isaiah 40, right? Yes. Yeah. So this is literally saying be in faith, be strong in faith in the Lord. Yes. Be strong in the Lord, in his faith, and in the abilities, his powerful, his kratos power, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. of his ability in his might, in his power over all external things, which is afforded by his strength. Right.
1: Yeah. We be strong, be in union with him. You know, and in John 17, I love John 17. (laughs) He, he says, so they will be one as we are one.
0: Amen. That is so, uh, it's bigger than we think.
1: It really is. We are to be in union with the Lord. That is why he told them in Acts, wait for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He didn't say, go and, you know, I'll meet you on the road and fill you up. <laughs> yeah. He said, wait upon my Holy Spirit. I will go to the Father and the Father will send the Holy Spirit.
0: And he will remind you
1: yes. of all things that I taught you. Right. And what did John the Baptist say? That Jesus was here to baptize. In the Holy
0: Spirit. And,
1: and fire. Fire.
0: Okay, but we're going to have to draw short right here. We're going to continue this on, ladies and gentlemen, on the next episode. Um, real quick, I've been listening to this podcast, this other podcast, called The 10-Minute Bible Hour, where this man, Matt Whitman, um, has been amazingly, ladies and gentlemen. Get this: going through the book of Matthew for like three years, going through this piece by piece, verse by verse, line upon line, precept upon precept, thought by thought, and all these amazing things. But he's doing all this in ten minutes or thereabout. We're trying to hold this down to a twenty-minute time limit. So my question to you: those of you who've made it this far, all the way to the end, would ten minutes be more beneficial? maybe twice a week, or do you like the 20-minute whole kind of thought process we go through every once a week? Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your ideas. We are here to help you guys and ourselves dig deeper into the Word. So we're going to continue on through Ephesians 6. We love you guys. God bless.
1: Thank you, Lord. We ask that you seal your Word in our hearts, and we thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.